Hello survivors and welcome to First Aid Spray, a Resident Evil podcast by fans for fans. This is episode 51 and in this edition we try, try and try again to beat our best as we look at the world of Resident Evil speedrunning. My name is Sai and joining me on the panel this week, if he'd only stopped picking up everything that wasn't nailed down or on fire, he might make a decent speedrunner. It's fire button Steve Valance. Now, now... I... <sighs> Hello, everybody. I feel called out. <laughs> Keeper's Diary Bypasser. Because reading soaks up valuable playtime. Duh. It's KDB, a.k.a. Kelsey. That's the best one yet, by the way. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> He'll have Mr. X's hat dry cleaned and return to him before Leon gets out of the sewers. One of our guests this week is Matt RPD. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and not so much chased by Jack Baker as running laps around him. Our other guest is Peralt. Hi! I wouldn't say running laps around him. He scares me. <laughs> it's good. All the hours in that game and it still scares you, so that's a good sign. Every episode of First Aid Spray is recorded live on our Discord server, so join now to hear the show early and unedited and to become part of our fantastic little community where we discuss life, the universe, and Resident Evil. You can find a link to the server as well as our social media profiles at our website, fasprayPod.com. It's the support of our listeners that keeps First Aid Spray going, so why not check out our merchandise or our Patreon page? Tiers begin at just $1 a month. Head over to patreon.com forward slash pod for a full list and a chance to create bonus first aid spray content. Okay, uh, we got <laughs> it's been a while, so we've got quite a lot of housekeeping to quickly uh, rummage through. Um, currently, Patreon exclusive, we literally just dropped today the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City audio commentary, uh, rebelling against the fact that there wasn't one on the home release or the digital release. Uh, Kelsey sat down with Stephen Sherwin. Uh, and and keen keen rem- remembering folks, I guess, will know that Stephen Sherwin weren't on our review episode, so you'll get some fresh opinions out of those guys. And it is an, an audio commentary in the classic sense, so you will be able to sync it up when you watch the film uh, and listen to these guys chat away about what they think of the film. So uh, it's that is currently Mastermind exclusive. We don't have any plans right now to reset to the public. That may change sometime down the line, but for the time being, uh, that is for Masterminds only. Uh, Coming to the public soon is a couple of episodes from our side shows. Now that's what I call Survivor for Remake 2, uh, which is my choice of 10 songs from Resident Evil 2 Remake soundtrack. uh, A soundtrack that I think is very underrated. Uh, Kelsey joined me on that one. That should be coming to the public soon. But if you're a patron, remember to check that out early whilst you've got the privilege. And you also have the privilege for a little bit longer for Sony's E3 Disaster, which is a memory card lane bonus show uh, to sort of hold things over because we had some stuff going on sort of behind the scenes with real life. Um, So Steve and Jordan sat down to record a bonus where they talked about Sony's most infamous E3 conference. It's uh, it's different. Uh, It's a different sort of nostalgic look back as opposed to the usual stuff. It's, It's really fun. Uh, in the Woo! meantime, All yes, right. <laughs> yes, exactly, right. yeah, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, the most recent memory card lane to go public, uh, most recent episode is Pokemon Snap, which compared to previous episodes is a game I think that most people will have played. Uh, so join the memory card lane crew as they look back at 90s Pokemania and Pokemon Snap in general. It's been so long since we did a 
regular episode of the show that we released a bonus episode which has now gone public in the meantime. So you can hear us discuss The Thing, both the 1982 and the 2011 films. Uh, That's out on your podcast feed if you missed it. Uh, Might be one of our most unexpectedly good episodes ever i wouldn't call it underrated that's not quite right it's only just come out but i think uh, that episode's going to surprise you with its quality over on youtube we have five more things that we'd like to see in our verse which was written by choji akamichi from the server so thank you again to him for that uh it's now been a year since our verse was in public beta so we celebrated uh, with a little bit of <laughs> yeah with that kind of vibe <laughs> and also we dropped quite a few weeks ago now the latest episode of Tear Death Experience, where Kelsey, Steve, and I ranked every variation of the Hunter BOW. So <laughs> if this housekeeping wasn't demonstration of how much content we put out, and I don't wow. know what is. So that's all about in various places. <laughs> I'd forgotten about half of that. That's <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and if that's not quite enough, you can head over to the What Culture Gaming channel to check out a video that I wrote and did the voiceover for in my new position as well which is resident evil centric so i thought i would drop it in here the link's probably in the description because why not which is eight resident evil characters that we'll never see again it's a sad one i know uh but yes that's plenty to keep you busy in the meantime let's jump into the biohazard news Our first piece of news then, Resident Evil 4 VR Mercenaries mode is now available as a free update for the Oculus, is the Oculus Quest? Yeah, question mark. Question mark, the the Facebook VR. The Facebook one, yeah, um, it is the Oculus, yeah. Um, Obviously we talked about this uh, numerous times, really unfortunate that none of us uh, as part of the main panel have been able to experience it because we don't have the hardware. Um, so firstly, I suppose I'll chuck it to our guests. Have have you guys been able to play Resident Evil 4 VR yet? That's a no. Excellent. Um, No. (laughs) Sadly not. But I know, I think we've obviously all seen it and we're all very happy with the way it looks, I'd like to think. We're, We're all certainly very impressed with it. And the fact that they've added Mercenaries as a free update is pretty cool. Uh, and more than that, there's actually some new stuff as well. We've got online leaderboards. There's a bunch of new challenges. And these new challenges, uh, which I, I honestly I haven't actually watched them, just in case I get to play the game myself one day. But I do know they have some uh, like unique rewards that we've never had in RE4 before, which includes a black and white sort of filter to make it look like an old school film. Uh, a big head mode, because... Why? Is it a video game without one? Right. Really? From that era, it should have had one anyway, really. And uh, some new gun skins, some golden guns, which is nice. You know, um, I I don't know if we need to say too much more. We all kind of want to play it. Even Steve, you get motion sickness. You'd be curious if it I'm was possible. Will. Yeah, exactly. This more incentive, right? Hang a bucket under my neck. I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm really impressed that they managed to fix a 17-year-old issue, which is that now Leon's Mafia outfit and Ashley's armor show up in the cutscenes. Oh, is it? yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, petty as it is, it always annoyed me when he had a costume change in an off-script. Uh, <laughs> then again, you know, the only my only bugbear with it, and I'm very genuinely not to undersell it, a free update, this is massive and impressive, and the challenges are amazing. They still haven't made Louise playable. Like, you know, give me the, that. That would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey, any thoughts on the the RE4 VR update or just general smiles? Uh, 
uh yeah i suppose vr is not really my thing but mm. it is amazing that you know they're still doing stuff with this game all this time later and to know that it sounds like actually effort's gone into it as well so yeah that's just huge credit to them for that so i'm sure i'll give it a whirl one day right um i don't know how well it's done in terms of sales numbers or anything like that but uh, we'll find out, you know, after some more time has passed, I expect. I know a lot of people bought the system just to play this classic game in VR. So I think it's done okay. So it's nice that they're giving something to that player base, which mm. I, I don't know what that size is. But, you know, it's good that they're still supporting this game. Um, Matt, any thoughts on RE4 VR in general? Um, not a lot, really. Um, I've tried VR before with the RE7 PlayStation back in the day. Mm. Um, didn't think... Couldn't really get into it, to be fair. But, oh, um, fair enough. Um, from what I've heard about the RE4 VR, it, it does look good, to be fair, and I've heard positive reviews, so that's all I can say, really. Yeah. Peral, per- any interest in RE4 VR? I mean, I would if it wouldn't make me violently ill, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, say no to that one. Yeah, wow, well, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And our our news, very busy and jam-packed this week, I'll have you agree, is that our last story, uh, Resident Evil 7, Walk Through the Fear, returns to Japan this spring. Yeah, uh, this is a, a surprise in many ways. So people may remember Walk Through the Fear was announced um, in sort of well, autumn, I think it was October 2019 sort of time. I remember it being around Halloween, um, which in itself was kind of a surprise because... It was a few years after RE7 came out, uh, and it ran in Japan for a little while. It was a virtual reality sort of attraction thing that you could go to. You couldn't play it at home. You had to go to this thing that ran in a specific place for about a month and play it, where you get to wander around um, RE7. In a, it, it was like a different VR experience. It wasn't like playing the version at home. It was like its whole unique thing. Um, so it is surprising that they brought it back again, which, you know, it's nice. It's good that they've just done it once and then put it in a warehouse or whatever. Um, so, yeah, they have brought it back. It's running. If you are, if you happen to be in Tokyo, Japan, uh, you can go to Tokyo Dome City Attractions between April 29th and June 26th. So you've got a couple of months. Uh, uh, tickets are 20, about 21 bucks uh, US uh, for your time to play through Walk Through the Fear, which I've always loved, shortened to WTF. <laughs> Again, we got another VR story, so I can't I imagine if I asked Peral if you were interested in this, it's going to be much the same reaction. <laughs> you know, I have no idea, I'd but love- it might, might make me vomit. And Steve, same thing, really. Yeah, I'd, I'd love them to do an actual like event at like an Alton Towers or some other theme park where they just oh, install a bloody yeah. Resident Evil escape yeah. room. Like, yeah. I'd rather yeah. have that over a, a VR thing. I'm not, not, not to diminish the technology and all that and, you know, mm. advancement stuff, but I would rather have an escape room that's just there. And you can even have, like, you know, someone doing Daniel for Broadlines through a speaker, you know, just something stupid. I don't so, care. I would love that experience. You know, um, has everyone heard of Secret Cinema? Mm. Where they do... Uh, so in London, they they stage basically... It, it's not an escape room, but it's like giant walkthrough experiences of movies and, you know, they get actors in and stuff like that. They need to do a video game version of that because Resident Evil just kind of begs for that sort of thing. And that is the type of thing. When I see this, I think, yeah, it sounds like something that might be fun to do for five minutes. But <laughs> yeah, a secret cinema, but a secret video game is just kind of, you know, that's money left on the table as far as I'm concerned. There's definitely... It's good to see them doing stuff like this again, obviously, now that we're hopefully on our way out from a few years of the world being closed down and stuff. 
And Resident Evil has had, you know, quite a few of these kinds of events in Japan, and hopefully we'll see some of them come to other parts of the world. You know, knock on wood, I suppose. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that you get any of those things that you guys just sort of mused about, perhaps. For me, I find I, immediately what you were talking about just reminds me of those things where you walk down the corridor and people kind of go oogie boogie boogie and jump out at you and sort of shake you or whatever. Or well, I don't actually think... I'd take a haunted house RPD, not trying to be funny. I would... I, I find those cheap... Cardboard cut out zombies. Yeah, I don't know. That, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds entertaining. I don't think where the people jump out at you, it's cheap and also I'm a coward. Um, but <laughs> So I'm actually... I'm interested in the VR thing. I don't know about the, uh, the sure. haunted house stuff, but... Uh, it's good to see them doing these kind of attractions again, and hopefully we'll maybe we'll get something over here in the UK. Matt, would you be interested in going to any like events? Not not the VR one specifically, but these kind of Resident Evil exclusive timed events things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? It's fun. I think yeah, why not is know. just like the mantra for Resident Evil at this point. They're doing so yeah, many different not? things. It's, 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 it's resi themed, <laughs> and there's, there's possibilities to network with other people. Yeah, who, this is true. Obviously, love the same. Kind of genres, same game. So yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely be up for that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Perot, what would your interest be in, say, an escape room or a secret cinema kind of thing over a VR thing? Oh hell yes! <laughs> Sign me go. up. <laughs> We're going together. It's <laughs> right, it's a date. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that is indeed. Even though it's been a while, that has pretty much been the scope of the news, unfortunately. We will launch into our main subject of this episode, which is the world of Resident Evil speedrunning. And now, reading the file Jack's Diary from Resident Evil 7 Biohazard in character as Jack Baker, Ben Soulstone, who you can find on Twitter at Ben underscore Soulstone. October 2nd. Reports say a storm's coming. I had a lot of trouble cleaning up after the last one a few years back. I guess it's time to reinforce the windows and show up the roof. Maybe I'll get Lucas to help. October 9th. The water has finally receded. The house is alright, but the old house was badly damaged. Lucas is making a fuss about a huge ship that washed up in the bayou. If that's true, I better report it to the parish. I'll go check it out tomorrow. All right, it's episode 51. Uh, we're going to chill out after episode 50, the the celebration of 50 episodes of the show with Resident Evil Remake, which is a rather important game. We thought we'd take a different tact, sort of look back at the community that we love so very much. Uh, and Kels came up with the wonderful idea of talking about specific parts of the community, uh, in this case, speedrunners. So we are joined by Matt and Prouts, who have uh, experience with speedrunning and streaming. You may well be aware of them, and if you're not, Again, hit up the description. The links are in there. Make sure you follow them uh, as you will get to know them over the course of these episodes and kind of what makes them tick. So basically, we are just going to talk about their history with speedrunning, our own experiences with it, and that kind of stuff. But the age-old favorite question of mine, let's go right back to the beginning, which is how did you guys discover Resident Evil for the first time? What was that first experience for you? Uh, Matt, why don't we start with you? What was your, your first Resident Evil game? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my first experiences was with Resident Evil 1, uh, OG on the PlayStation 1. Mm -hmm. And I was only a child then. <laughs> like a lot of us here, wasn't yeah. sure. Um, so I remember staying up really late with my dad. Um, whilst mom was asleep in the bed, we was both sitting on the bed. 
on the and we was playing on the small little TV that we had in the bedroom. And uh, let's just say it's one of those experiences where you just the first time of playing, it's you don't know where you're going. You're lost. You're scared. Sure. And the graphics back then as well was pretty scary, wasn't they? There was really good, mm -hmm. uh, high quality. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, good memories. A lot of nostalgia. Um, you know, if it's just a fantastic game, fantastic experience, and we spent many days trying to complete it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, uh, that that was my experience of RE One. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a fairly common story where it's like you know pre-internet, yeah. we had no idea where we were going, what we were doing, and you're right, you know, even though it might look comical now that zombie head turn at the beginning we've heard from so many people that that yeah. basically made them switch off the console the first time you know so absolutely yeah <laughs> i would say i think i'm officially on record as saying i still think the old hunters are scarier than the new ones even in their pixelated glory so they're yep. still good you know the graphics i still think yeah. uh Perot, what was your first introduction to resident evil which game was it for you it was uh re2 actually i was slightly late to the party Mm -hmm. uh, compared to some people but you know I wasn't how old was I I was 10 I think in 98 yeah um, and I just remember getting to the RPD and going around that corner where the liquor is for the first time right and oh my god I was so scared <laughs> <laughs> since then I've just loved it been yeah. absolutely obsessed with it ever since so yeah, and obviously it shows because, you know, a lot of people, like many of us, will play every game and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it takes a certain kind of player to be like, I'm going to play this game over and over and over, which is obviously a big part of speedrunning and its sort of core concept. Um, Parole, what, do you remember the first time you were made aware of speedrunning? Not specifically Resident Evil, but just video game speedrunning as an idea. Do you, do you remember sort of any early inklings of that? And did it catch your interest as something that you'd want to do immediately? Or did you have to warm up to it? Uh, well, actually, I first heard of it because of my other half. Um, right. We'll call him we'll call him Mr. Peril because that's what I call him to everyone. Um, uh, he was actually speedrunning RE3 OG and Metal Gear at the time. Right, right. Um, sorry, Metal Gear 2. And I didn't understand why he enjoyed it so much. I was like, oh, it's, it's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know, a certain Mr. RPD raids me and we get to talking about re2 and all that and i thought i'm gonna try and speed run and that's how it all began that's amazing i actually had no idea that matt actually had that impact on you it's great that we both have both of you in in that case you know? oh, i yeah. didn't know i didn't even know <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm joking um, <laughs> cheeky <laughs> and matt what about you did you have any experience running anything before resident evil do you remember being um, made aware of speed running it was very much informal. Um, I remember back on the like PlayStation 3 days and Xbox 360, and, and you play a few games, a bit like Dead Rising back in the day, where there was actually a leaderboard ranking system. Right. So I knew of like trying to compete with that ranking system, or there was a time when I bought Sonic 4 Episode 1, and I was trying to like get to the top five on certain levels. So I didn't, I didn't know anything about Resident Evil speedrunning back then, but I knew that there was something there, even though it's very informal now compared mm. to what it is now. Um, so yeah, that that's that's when I knew about it in in a way. But obviously now, obviously we've got its own website, speedrun.com. Extremely competitive in so many different categories, so many different games. 
to yeah. what it was back what 10 years ago 15 years ago something like that yeah yeah no absolutely obviously it's like gone from strength to strength yeah over the last decade or so as you say with like huge streaming events now with uh, awesome games done quick and summer games done quick and stuff like that but yeah it's funny that you mentioned because i i guess like in a weird way playing sonic is very like the early inkling of speed running for a lot of people and obviously like all the panel here know sonic very well we all grew up with that and I have that memory of, like, feeling, oh, I can get through the first few acts of Sonic 2 so fast that I've got, like, three or four continues, you know, <laughs> before Zone mm. 3 and stuff. I'd, I hadn't thought about that, but it is that kind of feeling of, like, excellent, you know, I'm a sort of... You feel cleverer than the game sort of thing, even though it's fully intended, Sonic especially, fully intended to be played as fast as possible, but there you go. Um in that case, how did you get started with running Resident Evil games, Matt? Where where did you jump in? Where do I start? Um, so I took a step into Twitch in terms of live streaming um, at the back end of, was it 2019? Um, and then at first when I started streaming, I was very much playing a bit of class Sega, Sega Mega Drive classics, really. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was right. trying to find my, my foot in the door, so to speak. But it's only it's only until um, one of my friends, Tom Payno, um, who's a Twitch streamer also and member of the Team RPD, he was doing Resident Evil speedruns, and I was like, I said to him, "What's this all about? What are you doing?" So then I started to delve in. I've always been a Resident Evil fan, a fanatic. I've, I've grown up on all the games, played them all to death. Um, so then I started to compete with him, and then I found out about the speedrun.com website, mm. their leaderboards, and I thought, "Wow, this is this is huge." So then I've started to like, you know, grind every day on say Resident Evil 2 Remake at the time. That was like the first Resi game that I started to speed run. And then I started to like get up to the top 30, top 20, top 10. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was my first experience in, in how I delved into RE2 based off somebody else doing it who I'm close friends with. So mm-hmm. That that's my experience. I'm not sure. Well, obviously, Perel's obviously told you as already. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit. Although I guess the yeah. story leaves me curious in the sense that obviously you were saying um, that your partner was running Resident Evil Three. Did you jump into the same game, or did you go? No, I'd rather play, say, Resident no. Evil Two, as you said it was like the one that started it off for you. Did you want to do something different on purpose? Um. Well, I actually a bit like Matt started out on RE2 Remake. Right. Okay. Just because you know it was so big at the time yeah for sure it was the routine wasn't difficult and it seemed like a really good game to start start out with and then from there i sort of branched out into other resi games i've done some 3og like mr p over there um (laughs) i've done i've done all sorts cool and that's thanks to you matt (laughs) (laughs) so every time now she has a bad run She's going to blame me. <laughs> it's, my, it's my fault. <laughs> that's, that's, that's unfortunately the way it goes. When you get one side of the coin, you get the other as well. <laughs> um, yeah. Matt, I'm glad you mentioned T- Team RPD, actually, because uh, I did want to mention that as well. Obviously, you guys are part of a, a big group of Resident Evil streamers. Do you want to talk about a little bit about Team RPD? Because I a lot of Resident Evil groups on Twitter, like for uh, you know us as an example, obviously we have our own sort of <laughs> i use the word business account but that seems really really formal but you guys kind of don't seem to have like that home base i don't know how many of you guys there are it seems like there's loads of you like in various different parts of the internet 
Yeah, I mean, very much what we are is a stream team. We yeah. haven't tried to make it more than what it is. Um, there's 20 members, right? Um, that have that want to help each other, support each other in the in the streaming world. Um, not everyone's a resi speedrunner. Not everyone's a speedrunner. Everyone's just, mm-hmm. I guess, a horror lover in a way. Um, they love their kind of retro horror games. That's cool. And and I think it's all about the common goal, isn't it? It's all about you know sharing each other's support and mm-hmm. for the good and the bad. And that's what we are. That's why it's only a mem- uh, only a team of twenty. There's a lot of Twitch teams out there that have hundreds. Right. But there's th- th- but there's no communication amongst each other. Yeah, I can we, believe we, that. So we've got our own little niche, our little Discords, you know, um, channels where we talk daily. How is everybody doing today? You know, what are you up to? What streams you're doing today? What games you're playing? And and you know, and we try. And th- it's one of them as well where there's a few people in the team that are, you know want to grow on Twitch. And, you know, get to partner level and so forth. And it's trying to support that and having the resources in place to to allow it. So, um, mm. yeah, there's there's many different factors. But we're all friends. We've met in real in real life now as well since meeting on Twitch. So, we, you know, we've we've grown together. Um, but as you say, going back to the, the initial question, it's not like something like what you guys do. It's, um, we very much just very much the live streaming. Yeah. But, but we have a Twitter We've done obviously oh, okay. a charity event, which we can talk about shortly. I'm sure, um, unless you want me to touch on it now. Yeah, no, go, why not? Go for it. Yeah, so um, obviously Team RPD, a few members from that uh, put together a charity event. Um, oh, when was it? Pro? <laughs> was it 2020? Oh. The first one. Yeah, it would have yes. been. Yeah. yeah. So we've done we've done two events so far, uh, where we've raised money. The last one we'd raised money for the Mental Health Foundation, and we raised ten thousand dollars. Amazing. Where we've oh, done, that's incredible. Yeah. So we've done like two or three days of um, speed running, racing, head to heads, showcase of new mods that's coming out. Um, a lot of collaboration with voice actors as well. So we've had like Steffi yep. Panasillo from our Claire Redfield remake, uh, Nick Apostolides remake, Ari Leon, um, you know, Casey O'Hagan, great. Um, you know, Nicole Tompkins, all of them, really. We've had as many as we, as we possibly can to come and commentate and host on some of these mm. speed ones that we've had as well. So it's, I'm not sure if any of you guys saw it here, but it was, it's quite a spectacle um, to be fair that we've managed to put together on Twitch and, and you say we've raised a lot of money for good causes. So um, that's also what we've done as a team to, to, to put all that together. So um, that was a good time. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, like over time I've seen bits and pieces more and more. Um, I think when you guys played with, you know, the original voice of Albert Wesker, that felt like yeah. a big moment as well, you know, because he's quite, it feels like to me at least that he's quite new to the Resident Evil community and sort of been reintroduced to the effect that he's had on people's lives and stuff like that. So that was really cool. I remember seeing lots of clips of that stream going around and uh, yeah. uh, so that, that was a cool moment. But it's it's great because you speak about a lot of the things that with Team RPD, we were just saying how trying to get your foot in the door on Twitch and stuff like that. It's really good to have a group like that where you can all support each other because trying to break into Twitch, trying to break into video game streaming, whether it's speed running or not, but all of it's on the rise, not just speed running, all of that stuff all the time. There's more and more people that want to do it. So to have yeah. that group to support each other and then to go on and use that for good causes like you guys have done, uh, just fantastic. That's the way it should be, certainly. Yeah. Um, okay. Whilst we're also, before we sort of move ahead, it's, uh, Peral, you said about uh, RE2 Remake being quite an easy game to root, and it was like a, a nice introduction for speedrunning. Um, on, on our Discord server, we had a little bit of a competition uh, between a certain member 
who also happens to be a certain member of a certain podcast alongside one of our guys. That's a really convoluted ex- <laughs> explanation. I'm talking about Luigi from the Two Carrots podcast and our very own uh, KDB. So Kelsey, like you played Remake 2 a bunch as a speedrunner. What were your experiences like with that? Had you ever speedrun anything before? So, yeah, I, I hadn't speedrun anything before RE2 Remake and I was watching other streamers do it and obviously it was locked down and i just got hooked into it and then lou and i just because lou is insanely competitive we just kind of put a little you know a friendly set a friendly competition up with each other and then started to take it more seriously and it just became this ongoing thing where um i i don't want to say i became a speedrunner like i was a very amateur speedrunner like the first time i got on the speedrun boards i was like well i guess i'm a speedrunner now but <laughs> you know it takes a lot of dedication to really really be good at these games and for for me it was just it was a friendly thing between friends but it's so it was just so addictive and even though it was just me and lou you know there, there's hundreds of people running re2 remake but I was just focused on me and Lou and we'd go back and forth daily, sometimes beating each other's times twice in a day. Mm. And I completely get, you know, why it's so popular and, you know, the effort that people go into replaying and replaying these games because it is just so much fun. And I'm somebody who loves the game. You know, I love the games, playing them in inverted commas properly as well. Mm -hmm. But speedrunning is different. And yeah, the challenge with Lou was so much fun um and it, it never really went anywhere i suppose you could say he won but i like to say i stopped <laughs> playing so uh <laughs> um uh but yeah it was a really good time and uh i don't know um uh, i think i would have i would have liked to really put more time into it but i was just not really in a position where i could do that mm. um but i love to just watch people you know like matt and, and parole and stuff and so many other streamers and speedrunners because it's just so addictive which is like the main thing the competition part about it is almost like a small thing um, right and something i was going to say later was it with the community as well it it doesn't feel competitive in a negative or toxic way everyone is so kind of encouraging of each other and you know sharing strats and stuff like Mm. that so that is another hugely positive thing that i enjoyed about it um but yeah running remake 2 was immensely fun and it's it's really the only i've I've ran like one other game i did metal gear solid the phantom pain and not the phantom pain sorry uh ground zeros that was the one i got really good at as well i got to like number 10 in the world but then yeah again just dedication it takes dedication and uh yeah all credit to to those who can dedicate themselves to it because it's it's yeah it's really impressive it's uh you're right about the speed running community i'm sure it exists out there but i never see anything where it's like people going ha suck it i beat you that kind of thing no. um, which is nice certainly and also what you're saying about you know having someone to kind of play off of there like any kind of incentive to drive can drive you to that kind of thing where it's like i'm gonna try and beat my time and if it's you know you and a friend trying to outdo each other's time, that's completely fine. You know, I used to play uh, RE2 Classic a bunch, quite famously, um, and now it's it, I, I almost sort of overplayed it where it's like, you know, I'll touch it every six months or something, may, maybe even a year. Um, but I was in that state where it was like I was using, using the speedrunning strats uh, just for my own enjoyment. It, you're right, it wasn't for the competitive nature for it. I wasn't ever looking to get on any board or anything. Um, I just noticed that I was kind of getting better and better at it and trying new things and enjoying it that way. 
Uh, Steve, you got a very different playstyle, as I kind of alluded to, uh, that may or may not transfer <laughs> to speed running. But how do you, you know, what are your experiences with, you know, that kind of playstyle? Whether doing it yourself or just kind of watching other people, what, what do you make of it? Like, okay, I know I get a reputation of like being a magpie who grabs every ammo, ammo pack and bullet down. Just in you, case you, I just want to point out. At me. I just want to point out that Stephen, no matter how many times I've played through RE2 and Sherwin as well, who made the board game, so he must have played through it many times. Steve pointed out an ammo pack that neither of us had ever seen before. <laughs> so, uh, right, yeah. Magpie indeed. But, <laughs> Sorry, but, go on. But when the chips are down, or at least when there's like loot on the line, say, so yeah, there's an infinite rocket launcher that you're probably never going to use that you can unlock, you know, um, I'll still go for it. You know, I can, I can't hone my senses. I don't think I'm nowhere near like Peral or Matt's level. Don't get me wrong, but I can get like under the, the part time to unlock stuff if I need to. Right. Of course. Ex- excluding code Veronica. Like that one's still the, the, um, the Albatross or whatever. The, the thing. <laughs> I just don't know the right pathing because that game's rather harsh. Yeah. Um, with its criteria, but no, I'm, for me, um, while it's something that I, I haven't really thrown myself into properly, like except on stuff like maybe Super Metroid. Mm. Um, you know, on, on Resident Evil, it is a case of I'm more of a completionist. That, that's not to d- d- you know, discount like, all this, because I, I realise like it's like fighting games where people come with new techniques and new strategies and all these things, and everyone shares it. It just makes the community stronger. It's amazing to see. Yeah. You know, um, but for me, it's more of a, oh, I'll, I'll go for the loop, but I'm not going to try and run that far. <laughs> you know? Uh, but there is, like I said, the temptation because I already want to get this Code Veronica rocket launcher. It's like my goal for the year is to finally be able to get this bloody thing. I think <laughs> I may actually try and push on that one because, as, as we know, I have a, a, a complex history with that game, and it might make me learn to love it more. Do you know what? I would be fully behind that unexpected surprise that Steve gets really good at Code Veronica. <laughs> I'd actually, I'd love that. What, what face turn that would be. Um, Great game. I mean, it is a great game. I completely agree. I I agree. Also, but... devoted army game, Louise. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. Let's get okay. into that. <laughs> <laughs> he said the line. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, uh, Kelsey. Here's a question for you. Then, uh, what yes. do you think about Resident Evil lends itself to speed running so well? Um. Well. I mean, if you think about playing, a re- I've said it already, playing a Resident Evil game properly is so completely the opposite of what you do in a speed run. Um, mm. You know, it's the game is not necessarily, a, you, you know, you might have a countdown timer at the end, but the game is not really a race. And, uh, you know, you play them to be, you, you're supposed to be careful. You're supposed to, you know, look around the corner and maybe backtrack and, 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 and you know survival horror you need to survive and generally that doesn't mean just darting straight through a hallway of zombies so mm. to take a game that is so that feels especially the originals you know that feels so naturally the opposite of what speedrunning is makes it all the more impressive and obviously it's a horror game as well which again to just see p- people navigate these mazes and and you know these enemies these horrific enemies so well that they barely have to fire a shot it's just yeah, it's really something to behold, and I, and I love watching loads of different kinds of speed runs. I I love the uh, like the Sonic ones we've mentioned as well, and mm. I love some Metal Gear ones as well. But I always get the most enjoyment out of the RE ones, and I think it's that it's something about a horror game where you're no, you're supposed to be taking your time. No, don't run in there, you're gonna die, and then people <laughs> don't, and it's it's really cool to see. So it's obviously a challenge, and 
maybe it's something about that that makes it attractive for speedrunners. Mm. Um, but as I say, I, I'm not a professional speedrunner. I don't know. I don't know what the guys think. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. It's perception, isn't it, of a speedrun as well? Sometimes, like people see Resident Evil and they'll probably say, "Oh, you, you can speedrun that," because it it's quite slow, isn't it, compared to something like, say, Sonic, which is a speedy game. Mm. People think, "Oh, you can speedrun Sonic. It's a speed. It's a speedrun game." But Resi, sometimes people, you know, probably historically, probably not as much now. People think, "Oh, that's not a speedrun game because of it doesn't come across something like." As I say, Sonic, but yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say, really. That was no, no, that's that was that's, that's a that's a yeah. fair point. Kind of you perception, know? yeah, yeah. It's Agreed. I guess maybe it was kind of like I don't know if challenge is the right word, but just you know, sort of thinking out of the box about what you can play and what you can make with that kind of tools that Resident Evil gives you. Um, you know, so it's a fair point. Perat, what do you make of it? You know, what about Resident Evil seems to have speedrunners flocking to it? Do you think? Oh, that is a, re a very good question. Um, well, I mean, for me personally, it's very much like what's already been said. Uh, you know, the the challenge of it um, and the, the horror aspects. Because when we were kids, we would take hours and hours and hours to complete them. Mm. Um, and I've had this conversation with people at work, actually. Uh, when they found out I speed run, uh, they were like, oh, I, I took like eight to 10 hours to complete this game how, mm. how long does it take you to do it and when I say you know under an hour they look at me like I've got two heads <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah it's just I think it's the fact that you repeating the game and learning it inside and out is what a lot of speedrunners like because you have to know it inside and out to be able mm. to to learn the routing what you have to pick up what you don't have to pick up uh skips as well um but the less i talk about skips the better um yeah that's it <laughs> no like you you're definitely saying things that i completely agree with in terms of it's when you finish resident evil like let's say you've played a game for the first time and something that resident evil does not a whole lot of games do is give you that time at the end even back in 96 it was such a i feel like that's such a unique thing for a game to do we, yeah. we and this mm. we talked about this on uh memory card lane sort of a little bit in the uh jumping flash episode so that's kind of what made me think about it was back in the day when it was high scores and stuff like that and you compare that with your friends or you try and outdo your high scores and i think it was showing who said on that episode and you're getting two name drops in this um that it's Resident Evil kind of just kind of took that and made its own thing where it's like now it's about time and you see that when you play a Resident Evil game for the first time and you go oh that was how quickly I did it number of saves this kind of thing and you look at what's in your inventory and you go you know woof, barely made it I've got two shotgun shells left and one green herb or one red herb which does nothing you know and then you play it again you're like oh I was a little bit quicker and I found more ammo and I you know would felt more capable in sort of taking out enemies and then you just get better and better like that so as you say like the routing and learning about what to pick up um you know that that's a whole other ball game you know rather famously when we turned was it our second anniversary we played resident evil 2 steve and i back to back um and i think there was doubts that i was going to have quite enough ammo when i needed it to get through and it was a little bit of luck because it had been a while since I'd run through it. But I was 
as opposed to Steve, very minimal about picking up handgun ammo and stuff because it was kind of a waste of time. I was just looking for those grenade launcher rounds and I knew kind of, I had an idea of what I needed. And that's the sort of thing that you kind of learn where it's like, in the back of your mind, you're always thinking, I, I need just about this sort of much stuff uh, and, and I don't need to waste any time kind of over preparing for that. And now, reading the file, report about G from Resident Evil 2 Remake, Hans Orok, who you can find on Twitter at Hans Groover. The G-Virus clinical trial will be entering its final phase very soon. Before G, the new creature that will surpass humans, is born, allow me to predict a few things about its biology and biological functions. Intelligence. The subject's intelligence will begin to drop immediately, with their linguistic abilities disappearing within a matter of days. Finally, they will lose their capacity to reason and their humanity. G will be a creature of pure instinct, driven only by a need to survive and reproduce. Physical abilities. Due to its unusually accelerated cell division, evolution, it will be highly adaptable to any environment. Furthermore, with its amazing ability to repair itself through regeneration, it will be extremely difficult to completely kill it with any conventional small firepower. Reproductive behavior. G's most remarkable feature will be its intense desire to reproduce. It will instinctively search out humans with DNA that closest matches its own and implant an embryo in them. But the chances of success are very low, and if the DNA is not a close enough of a match, an underdeveloped G creature will be produced instead. I suppose the only ones who might be a close enough of a match would be any biological children of the subject, though... Staying with sort of making Resident Evil, you know, as a, you know, what makes it good as a speedrunner, but more specifically, what do you think makes it different to running other games that are speedrunner boys? Do you, anything come to mind? Well, yeah, like uh, obviously, I, I may not be good at doing the process myself, but I do enjoy watching it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in Resident Evil's case, like I know there's lots of like these little glitches and skips here and there, more in the newer games than the older ones, I want to say. But uh, yeah, generally, so. it's a lot more controlled like you know you look at something like link to the not link to the past uh, ocarina of time where people can you know jump at a certain axis or bounce on this bit and go through this door this one way and all of a sudden they're at the end there's nothing like that in um, the resi games for the most part and it's uh, it becomes a bit more of almost like choreographed performances mm. you know mm -hmm. when someone's going on like when they're on the a game going for the pb and seeing like you know jill or chris or whoever dodging and weaving through these things at a pace no average slug like me could do it's uh, really impressive, really like inspiring to like, you know, Steve, you, you know, you could just dodge through these things. You don't have to pick up every single packet of bullets ever known to man just to <laughs> shoot them, that you're never going in this room again. And yeah, I think it, it lends itself to that because there's a, there's a bit of game structure that's keeping it from being exploited quite as much. Like people actually have to, I don't know what's the term. I know there's various terms like any percentage and uh, whatnot. Right. And Resi's like one that leans itself more into being a... a, a as developer intended kind of thing. Right. Yeah. The word I know the word pure comes to mind, which seems yeah. maybe a little bit too much, but it is you're you are playing the game as intended. You're right. Yeah, um, there's, no, there's less exploitation of systems in Resident sure. Evil's case, but there's still a timer and there's normally I mean, even for conventional players, like I said, there's a reward. Uh, which is good. But obviously with leaderboards, especially in the advent of like RE4 onwards and hopefully the newer games, I mean with the RE net and stuff, you can track 
how long you've been and how long you've played. I mean, I suppose even back in the old days, if you noted it down, you could have put like a photo on like a website or whatever and discussed it then. But mm-hmm. We live in the mod- modern age now. We don't have 486s anymore, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I hear. Uh, it's funny you say that because it just like shook free a memory. I remember, you know, old video game magazines where people would send in. Uh, you know their best times and stuff. They'd like send VHS cassettes in for the people behind the magazine to watch and verify because you'd get oh my uh, God. little competitions like that, uh, where you know score yeah. and time based and stuff. So I now just remembering uh, photos in magazines of people like with their thumbs up in front of their big CRT TV <laughs> and stuff like that. That is definitely something terrible exposure. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm writing um, Matt and Perot. You kind of uh, do you moderate some speed running boards? Or am I going crazy? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, yeah. There's like a process to it, isn't there? If someone submits a run, they have to like submit a video in a certain way or prove that it's basically not been faked or glitched or whatever or against the rules of the contest. Is that right? That, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so um, go on. They'll be the same kind of thing as these VHS tapes then. Or is that going crazy? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't get VHS submission yeah. there, but the, 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 the principles oh, there, yeah. The um, <laughs> oh, shit, it's a Betamax tape. What the f*** am I doing with this? Right, no, I get you, I get you. You've thrown me really off guard now. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm just under, I'm, I'm wondering, um, like, yeah, do you get a lot of cheaters and, and uh, stuff violating the rules then? You, you, the, the, we do get that. That that can happen, mm. and it's mm. happened to res, for Resident Evil games, and I'm sure it's happened for a lot of different games out there as well on speedrun.com. Mm. Um, you know, people try and tamper with um, in terms of like macros and utilization of that, and loads of different ways, like with the FPS. Like that's why with PC submissions, say for Resident Evil Two Remake, you have mm. to have your frames per second showing on the screen because, as you, I don't know if you know this, the but knife. With, yeah. Knife. Yeah, yeah, you know about the knife. So obviously, the higher the FPS, the more damage, damage the, the knife does. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's, that's what's good about the Speedrun website is obviously the moderators get to decide on the rules mm. and it's shared and then it's discussed and then it's voted upon. And Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, there's there's a there's a quite a large process and then obviously also there's mods. When a submission comes through, we know what to look out for, what we can approve and what we can't approve. So, mm. yeah. No, I think that's good, you know, to have those. <laughs> it's, it's almost like a... Yeah, rules make everything fun, but like, yeah, it, yeah. but but is you're right because with so many games, maybe less so with Resident Evil, but that's a great example with the the FPS sort of knife trick. Um, but we're just talking about how Resident Evil was sort of like a quote unquote sort of more pure run a lot of yeah. the time. Yeah. But as Steve said, you've got lots of games where it's all these different categories, so they all need to have their own sort of rules, you know, where you can or can't, uh, you know get a specific frame and glitch through a door and stuff like that so yeah it's important to have that stuff uh, it's it's interesting you see because with the resident evil i mean you are you are right the popular categories are the pure categories but there is categories that are out of bounds and there's glitched yeah. categories right. as well that do exist but it's hard you see but then there's other speedrun games like I've, I've been like speedrunning a bit of uncharted drake's fortune mm. where the most popular category is the glitch category so it's like it's just auto you know resident mm. evil even though you can glitch on quite a few games it's not as popular as the pure as you mentioned so mm. interesting it's an interesting viewpoint really i want to just throw in one last thing before i go so i realize i might have been a bit dismissive of people who like you know jump on this one axis twice and then get to the end of our career of time <laughs> yeah that doesn't mean they're not like amazingly skilled or oh absolutely it's like awe inspiring you know um i just thought i'd mention that because i know i realize probably sound a bit like a bit of a pre- <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
No, to be you're right because who amongst us hasn't seen like a video game news story go by that's like some player has finished X game in three minutes and you're like, no way, I have to watch that. It's only three minutes. It's not going to take much of my day up. I have to see this happen. You know, but so... there's the whole Elden Ring stuff. Yeah, from, yeah. from lately, isn't there? Yes. That's so, mental. So, what I mean, we might as well. I mean, I have. I'm not really aware of it because I, I haven't been playing the game. What's going on with this? Is people found out crazy glitches? I'm guessing. Yeah, it's it's incredibly broken. <laughs> okay, so it's a modern yeah. AAA game. Okay, got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Perspective side, the average playthrough of Elden Ring potentially run you anywhere between 50 and 200 hours. Goodness right? me. And there are people beating it under seven minutes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, as, as you rightly pointed out, Steve, like those inputs there he has to do is kind of like frame perfect inputs. Like mm-hmm. they are not easy to do. Like it's, you, it's not like me picking up there and trying to replicate what he's just done. He, mm, that absolutely. takes a lot of you, bloody time. Training and yeah. yeah, yeah You've got to like, like really learn it. Yeah. Like, Ironic, really, that speed running with these those kinds of speed runs take a lot of time just to figure out how yeah. to do it and practice it so you can do it every time or elite or close to every time. It's um, that blows my mind quite a lot because obviously when new strats come up, sometimes I think, how did someone find this? Like, right. and you've got to think when there's people out there playing it and playing it over and over again, it's just pure happy accidents. Sometimes, like wow did you know you could do this and then suddenly 15 minutes is shaved off of everyone's runs and that always blows my mind because it and it feels like i don't know if something come up with resident evil 3 you know the original recently but it feels like even games from 10 15 years ago people still find new stuff today and that's just what happens when people are playing it and playing it there's an accident and it's like oh there's whether it's a glitch or not or just some kind of new strat that suddenly just blows the races apart again Mm-hmm. Shared community knowledge, building on each other, is the amazing. Is one of the most amazing parts of speedrunning for me. The way yeah. that people come up with like a new technique, and then all of a sudden everyone goes into their like you know fighting game practice mode lab room for Steve's yeah. brain. Yeah. It's like and then study it and replicate it. Yeah, there was there was a girl recently, wasn't I? Think it was last year, you know, um, where she found like a major skip in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Going up the yeah. stairs. Yeah. First, yeah. first time awesome. playthrough, and somehow she got through this door, and then it kind of just changed the whole spectrum of the Metal Gear speedrunning community, and they named the skip yeah. after her. And I think she became quite popular off it as well. That's really cool. Yeah. Obviously a big That's game, amazing. but you know, it's classic. So yeah. That's amazing. Sure. Yeah, and it goes to show because obviously that game, just like Resident Evil, is very old at this point, and even yeah. obscure stuff. Sorry, what did you say, Sony? <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear. You know, <laughs> KDB, you were saying that you were running um, Peace Walker, which is is it's a PSP game, right? No, um, no, no. I was doing a, a so Ground Zero. Ground Zero. Like sorry, the, the prequel Zero. game to the Phant- to the Phantom Pain, which is like it's like a, a package of like eight mini missions. Right. And uh, yeah, and I was running Metal Gear, and obviously that's you know it's fairly old. Um, the reason I was running it, you know, I, I talked about dedication to speed running. You know, I loved running RE2, but I knew that I needed like, even if I just wanted to attempt one run, I needed like a f- an hour free. I needed at least an hour. Mm. But with um, uh, Ground Zeroes, the speed run was like three minutes, which right. again doesn't sound like much, but it's an intense three minutes. Mm. But I knew that in an hour I could get, you know, 
30 tries in or something like that so that's why i was running it but yeah so it wasn't peace walker it wasn't on the psp um i mean uh, but yeah I, my my eventual point still kind of stands that ground zero is being kind of like a pre, it, it's not i wouldn't call it a demo but it's like not the full game no. is it it's like a, as you say the prequel thing the fact that you yeah. and i assume other people are still sort of running that trying to outdo each other's times yeah. is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> that of all games yeah, yeah. I, that's a there's a metal gear running there's a metal gear speed running discord which i'm not on as much now but the messages are always pop, popping up on there and people are still trying to smash those, <laughs> that time now like every day that's crazy. Else, yes. I, I know this, this is more of a wide speedrun question, but how much RNG plays into that? Because I know that obviously factors into many games. Because yeah, that I, feels it, like a script. There is experience. some. Yeah, it's mostly scripted. I'm glad you brought up RNG because this is going to be a big topic for RE2. But um, there, there is some, and you know, it, it feels like, and I'm sure Matt and Perrault can kind of say this. It sometimes feels like I swear when you do these speedruns, the game. Yeah. knows what you're trying to do <laughs> oh, yes. and it trolls you the game knows it's like hang on and and people joke but this thing come out about animal crossing last year that was like coded into it if you played it in a certain way where you were trying to cheat the villagers behaved differently or something you can't tell me that some of the developers are out there aren't you know we know about difficulty adjust adjustment right. and stuff yep, like that yep. that they're not putting things in these games they go oh trying to do a speed run are you well have some of that and it just kind of you know, <laughs> screws you up so that there is definitely some rng in in uh ground zeros yes um and there's lots in re2 <laughs> yeah um where, where do you start it's just one of those where some games have it some games don't um mm. You know, for example, RV1 OG, there's very little RNG. Right. I mean, apart from the dogs, really, because obviously sometimes it can be in different positions when you go through the door. But other than that, in terms of zombie standpoints, they're all in familiar same place uh, placements. Uh, but there's other games which I'll probably to touch on with RE7, I'm sure. There's quite a few <laughs> RNG bits on that. Um, but yeah, RE2 Remake is quite renowned for its RNG. But RE3 OG is probably the worst one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not even just for I'll... speed running, just for playing in general. <laughs> it's, 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 it's very, it's, it's very clever how they did that. Like mm. you haven't really seen that since. Yeah. Um, you know, we've like the computer passcode can be either three or four. Um, it's it's really interesting. It's and that's what makes it a really popular speed run as well. Yeah. It's because it's got that kind of play replayability. Yeah. As like hoping you're hoping that you get some good RNG, which then can get you a PB in turn. So. And it's I'm so just... exciting when you get the really good RNG on it as well, like a one-change music box. Yeah, I remember yeah. getting that right. and being like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, you're so right. Like, RE3 is just stuffed with stuff like that. You know, you hear all the time that players who don't know about the fact that drain demos can have eggs that hatch when you enter into certain rooms sometimes, so they could be baby drain demos. And it because it's so infrequent that a lot of play players have never encountered it. And even, I think it was, like, last year or the year before people figured out that you can, I think, was it take out Nemesis with like a falling, like uh, light, like a light, like a lamp post, or something. And all the, there's loads of stuff in this game that people keep finding. So I'm not surprised that little RNG things like that can make running a game like that just so much more interesting. The only game that I ever ran was RE2, which Matt, as you were saying about RE1, is very similar in that zombies are pretty much always in the same place. There yeah. isn't there isn't any puzzles that change or anything like that. So. It sort of depends on what you're looking for, really. If you want a game where you know what to expect every time and you just want to get better and better and better and better at it, then you, there's games out there like that. Or there's games like RE3 and RE7, which offer a lot more 
sort of unexpected variety to that experience, which I can totally see the appeal of as well. Uh, Peralds, what uh, your been ex- what your experience has been with uh, RE7's RNG? Because I've also heard that it's uh, interesting. Um, <laughs> it's mainly the boss battles, yeah, um, for sure, especially Jack Three. We're not going to talk about Jack Three because he is, in the words of Matt, the devil. <laughs> um, it, it is RNG hell that fight, but same with Marge as well, like Spider Marge. Um, you can't pin them down very easily, and it's just a pain. Uh, but saying that, the rest of the game, there's very little. And you can actually, I don't know how many of you know this, but you can actually um, sort of play around and get the RNG to work for you with like pickups mm. and stuff in mm. seven. Um, so if you're carrying a certain number of first aid sprays or a certain amount of ammunition, you can pick up like what you, you need. You can make it, make the game give you what you need to do. Yeah. Which is quite. I think you can do it in village as well, actually. I expect so. Yeah, it's all based on the yeah. same kind of concept, isn't it? And like, I mean, RNG mm-hmm. exists because it's all just a bunch of math that's balancing each other out. At the end of the day, whether it's RNG in terms of the number of items that you were just talking about, or just RNG mm-hmm. that you don't see going on behind the scenes, like you know, Super Mario World, if you bounce on this turtle the right amount of times at the right speed, you know, you get transported to the credits and stuff like that that is te- i mean that's technically rng related as well um so yeah, yeah it's, it's interesting i think it's the interesting thing about the touch on earlier about the resident evil games like and the replayability of it it's like for speed run like each game you need kind of different skill sets i find as mm-hmm. well like like yeah. for re1 og there might not be much rng but the precision, the accuracy, mm. the inputs have to be right. on point. Like, to, if yeah. you want these top times, everything has to be perfect, you know. And and most of that game, you probably gain, you probably want to get hit once if you want a perfect run, and that's mm-hmm. at the start. And that, and that hit is intended hit as well. <laughs> so I think of that. So you got to do forty <laughs> minutes, which you know, obviously, mine, I think mine's like fifty-eight, so thirty-eight, fifty-two, which is a, a really good time, I think, but still better than mine. People out there. Some beast out there. It's over there. Close my mind. Yeah, like it just shows. But like RV one, it's all about input and accuracy, and and everything else just comes along with it. And then, as you say, with RV two, depends as well. Some people play on keyboard. Some people play on controller. So it's like yeah. so many different preferences mm. as well. It's whatever you're best with as well. Like me, I, even though I've grown up playing the classics on uh, controller, I play the classics on uh, keyboard now. I even emulate Code Veronica to play on keyboard because I just feel quicker with my inputs and right. accurate mm. compared to using the controller, especially with my lines when you're running as well. It's like, you know, it's smooth, but sure. I'm sure Prel plays on controller. But anyway, sorry, I'll take it. I do, the... yep. I... <laughs> yeah, I, went, I went off topic then, my apologies. It tends <laughs> to happen right. a lot. I mean, well, I it's just easier to, easier to drift with an analog stick, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's what I see, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, um, these are key bindings and stuff, do you, do you have like custom ones built for your like technique or is it like just the default or anything like that? I want to say it's built. I mean, yeah, there's an application that you go into prior, like the config menu before you go into like RE1 PC um, and then you just set it up. It's like two second job really, just ASDW, that is like your um, moving left or right. And then you've got JKLI, which is like K's for your menu. And yeah, that's all you need. There's all, literally eight keys. Eight keys. Eight keys. <laughs> it's so mad. So, yeah. 
That, that, that's what makes. Oh, that's you awesome. Think. That is. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, love, I love it. It's like it's like I've got. I, I know you said it's not like a custom built thing, but it's like I have yeah. my own particular set of skills and my particular set of tools to do the job. It's actually it's funny. Probably you mentioned something. You said Spider Marge. Uh, I think we'd be remiss not to mention Spider Marge. Yeah, <laughs> the the other the wonderful little gem that speedrunning community gives us more than perhaps any other part of the gaming communities is like silly little nicknames and stuff like that. I know Steve was very passionate about asking speedrunners to basically get a list of all the different zombies that have got nicknames. Yeah, Steve, do you want uh, to just uh, explain what that means to people that might not be aware? Like uh, KDB's rival Luigi, um, we were talking about like uh, RE1 at one point, and the, the the zombie in the basement apparently is called Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, and I was I was <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out like how many other these zombies have been given names by speedrunners because they're all silly and fun. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just curious. Like, obviously, at the time, like oh, I'm in the kitchen. He's a chef. Gordon yeah. Ramsay. Right. I'm wondering how many other like daft ones like that exist because that's got, amazing. Yeah, there's quite a few. Is it for RV one? I think most zombies that could potentially cause you problems are named like yeah. Rocky, Batman uh, which and Robin. is the, <laughs> the the jewel, haven't you? The blue jewel. Yeah. Uh, okay. the, the, the eye of the tiger. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's perfect. Um, oh, what else is that? Is oh, it's quite a few. Far we one. What was Batman Just... and Robin? Is that? I don't know what that, that is. <laughs> it, no, that's in remake. Oh, I was you know say. the two in the two in the lab at the top of the stairs. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, we need to make like a big like like dictionary or encyclo- there, encyclopedia of these things. It needs to be like chronicle. <laughs> I'm terrible for it. I mean, there's other people, a lot of speedrunners know the names of these zombies. I, I just name them anything. Like, Barry Snorbits. No, whatever, Frank. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't give a, whatever I'm feeling, whatever comes yeah. to my yeah. brain. You're a crazy uh... brain of mine. I'll just say, it's, oh, get out of the way, you. Uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. You're, uh, you're, you're very much speaking the language of our own moist outlet and his, uh, his love of yeah. nicknaming zombie types. Yeah. Is it Carol, yeah. Carol the Naked Zombie, Steve? Something's Carol. Angela. Uh, Angela. Angela. They, all, uh, they all scream or something. I can't imagine the <laughs> That's a very much. It's a been a hot thing. minute. <laughs> yeah. I think um, when you're just playing these games over and over as well, you're, you're going to do things like that. You just know, entertain you yourself. so enamored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen old friends, isn't it? You've seen old friends giving them names. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there she is again. That's the reason I call all the liquors Jerry. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you, basically? Well, exactly. <laughs> We've kind of been, you know, over lots of speedrunning, but then obviously you both, Matt and Parole, you know, you do this stuff live streaming, which for me, so when I was doing my challenge with Lou, doing it live on Twitch was always a handicap for me. Like we got our best times, like we would record our runs offline. And for me, the fact that you both do these incredible runs, but then you're also, you know, having a chat with a few people that Mm. are just, you know, sending messages and stuff like that. You know, what's that like? You know, do you not think this would be so much easier if I I would have I would have smashed my time if I didn't have to talk to people on Twitch? And I I don't mean that to try and call (laughs) out Twitch viewers because it's amazing. But it's just, you know, what's it like doing it offline compared to doing it online on Twitch? Do you want to go first, Pearl, or shall I? Um, And it's I've only ever really known doing it on Twitch. Mm. I don't Mm. really tend to practice on stream. Yeah. Yeah, So I, I. yeah, I mean, you can be put off at times, especially if people start spamming your uh, mm. your little sound bites and that. 
um, <laughs> oh yeah that's uh, that's not fun but no it's all i've ever known um doing it live i don't i don't practice offline very often unless i've got mm. an event or something that i'm doing mm. uh, and then in which case it's just practice really i'm not doing it to be competitive or anything mm. yeah i have to agree with Pearl. i used to do more kind of offline speed ones to try and get some submissions to the leaderboards but i don't really have as much time as i used to to do it so mm. it's got to be done online got to be live streamed but you are right i do believe that my i could do a lot better offline because you are kind of talking to you know everyone that comes in and you know there's a lot of speedrunners out there that who stream live who probably don't interact as much especially if they're going for like competitive times which you can understand and appreciate because you know a lot of concentration has to go into a couple of these ones Mm-hmm. And even yeah. me and Perel will go quiet at times if we are yes. on a, a PB pace. Right. I, I was just going to yeah. say, you'll have streamers say, you, you might say, guys, I might not respond for a minute because I need to concentrate. And But I love, you know, as a viewer, it's amazing to watch. It's just, it's so mad to think being in that position to be so focused. And then, oh, I'll, if you slightly, you know, just side eye and have a look at the chat and, oh, shit, I fucked up. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, like, I know Perel's more competitive speedrunning than I. I. I tend to do more like the casual marathons, and I probably yeah. do like one competitive speedrun a week, if that nowadays, because obviously I, I, you know, stream full time, and yeah, I try and offer an entertainment, an entertaining experience with the odd occasional speedrun. And sometimes you might do a competitive speedrun, but it might not be as entertaining. So it's kind of like that balance. You got to try and find the balance. So yeah, That's, sorry, I'm like Perel, that makes sense. Into that, but. And our Pearl does a lot more RE7 speedruns. Yeah, not as much as I used to. Um, that's just because, like with yourself, Matt, time and everything else that is going on in in your life and all that all that mm. side of things. But yeah, uh, I don't really do much in the way of casual speedruns like you do. Yeah. Casual speedrun seems a bit like an oxymoron, but I know, no, no. That, I know what you mean, though. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't just do a casual speedrun of one game. Like, obviously, I'll do just a random marathon of games yeah, in the stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, you love, you love RE 1 to 5 or something, or Silent Hills included, Dino Crisis, stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. to give a bit more diversity, really, with the stream content. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It's like, it, it, talking about, like, people doing these really intense, like, perfect frame inputs and stuff. Like, it's, like, equivalent to, like, a, a concert pianist also answering questions from the gallery at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It's such a <laughs> mad thought. Uh, like, just, yeah, it, it is crazy that people can put out best times while also being, yeah, how's your cat? Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. It's impressive. <laughs> like, it's and so stuff impressive. like that. Yeah, it, or inspiring. And um, that, that, like, you know, when, like you were saying, when someone's, like, in focus mode and then it's, like, that collective sigh of relief and they've just mm. got a personal best or something like that. It's gone from focus to absolute euphoria is always something fun to watch as well. Yeah, that, that that's a good element of speedrunning, but a lot of times yeah. it's just, you know, it takes Reset. quite a while to get to something like that. But there is a lot of people that want to see that. You know, that they're happy to gro- see you grind all day on a speed run to see you excel and get that PB yeah. or world record. If it, you know, it's very rare. I've had a world record for a while now, but uh, <laughs> you know, when it happens, it's great. But uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Um, so, favorite games to run, favorite Resident Evil games to run. I think you guys have kind of already touched them on a little bit. Peral, what's your favorite RE game to speed run? And, what, oh. and why? And why? 
Oh my god. Well, RE7 is my main mm -hmm. one, and it's just something about it that keeps bringing me back. Uh, I really like the story. I like the characters. Um, I don't like the unskippable cutscenes. Right. But, fingers crossed you know. <laughs> for the uh, the new version that comes out then, the upgrade. Yeah, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's the one that sort of stuck with me more as a speedrun than any of the previous ones. I can't really put a finger on it really as to why. It's just one of those things, really. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, I see you playing a lot of Remake 2. Is that your favourite Resi game to I'll run? Play, I, I play them all, dude. I, yeah. I do them all. Um, I, I couldn't... It's hard. It's a hard thing to tell you because it depends how you feel a lot of time. I would... It, it, to, I'll go with what I would probably play offline because there's like like a lot of speedruns you can do which requires more attention, especially if you're using like mm -hmm. the... Say, for example, RE1 Remake with door skips is a phenomenal speed run. Yeah. But it's so yeah. hard and intense. So I would either do that offline or RE1 OG. I mean, apart you get the good you get a break, which is good at times with this obviously you can't skip the cinematics. But yeah. RE1 Classic is a good speed run as well. And it's short. You know, 38, 39 minutes, you're done. Mm -hmm. Um but it, it depends how you feel. There's so there's so many good games out there. Cold Veronica sometimes could be a good speed run game. RE2 Remake or starting on RE2 Remake. Uh, oh, so many. RE2 OG. Just... Yeah. But I'd... If I'm going to give you an answer, sorry, I'll go around the thing here. I'll probably... <laughs> I'll go with RE1 OG because I've got a really competitive time in it as well. <laughs> it's my favourite because I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm good at an RE1 Remake, don't get me wrong, but yeah, just stick with the classic. It's the first one as well. Yeah, that's fair enough. I know what you mean about the cinematics is sometimes kind of a nice when you're speedrunning because uh, there's always the moment in RE, because I would always do Claire A just constantly. Uh, so whenever you get to the sort of area where you've entered Iron's Dungeon, that's where sort of like the longest cutscene sort of is. Uh, that's yeah. my point to go get a drink, which is about the halfway point of the game, sort of, you know. Uh, so I always, in a way, I appreciate that it's unskippable because it gives me a chance to quickly go and yeah. run and have a wee or something, you know. <laughs> it, it can be the worst as well, RV1 camp, especially when you get through the West Casino, you're waiting, you got to fight the time, and you're like, oh, God, and you're on this pace. It's like, oh, right. man, this is good time. You're like five seconds ahead. Oh, yeah, with the clock on the gotta, screen and everything. Well, yeah. you, you can't do anything for like three minutes. So you're like, oh, your fingers are like proper, like going off the keyboard. <laughs> it's like, oh, just up. <laughs> uh, you, yeah. you, you may have given your answer already then because my next question was going to be the most difficult game to run uh, and you guys mentioned Remake. Is that the most... Do you think that's the most difficult in terms... Of, I mean, you said it's intense. Is it the most difficult? I can't say. It depends probably what you're most competitive pe competitive at yeah. to which you're trying to beat which would probably be your most difficult. Um, what is the most difficult speedrun game for me? RV1 Remake can be pretty rough. Like, getting out of Mansion 1. Like, you could have a, a stream like four or five hours where you can't even get past the outside the first mansion to get into the oh dear. yeah yeah it can be pretty rough mm. um i think rv2 remake's not as bad really like i'd go with rv1 remake let's stick to it yeah uh Pearl, do you agree with that is that the most difficult RE yeah. game you've tried to run i do um it's the dodges that yeah. get me yeah. i can't do them <laughs> and it then it just winds me up and i've got no patience for it so Fair, that's fair i can i've never tried it i i'll be honest it's the only other game i've thought about uh, and you've turned me off from it completely so uh, <laughs> <laughs> what all right, right then so it, I, go on if I, if I can do code veronica come on 
Okay, we've danced around it a little bit. So the next question I wanted to ask was, uh, what's the most heartbreaking speedrunning stories that you've experienced yourself personally, like getting so close to a personal best or something and, and how it all went wrong? Uh, oh, oh, Matt, go ahead. What's, what, what one immediately came to your mind? <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, I actually, um, with speedrun, there's different categories as we touched earlier. So there's one called, uh, I was doing RE2 remake and I used to do a lot of New Game Plus. So it's all about just using the rocket launcher. I know it doesn't sound as good as any percent, but it's still, you know, still hard to get the times that you, yeah, you know, when yeah, you get up. Yeah. But, um, I got right. Do you know the zombie before the final fight on G4 with Claire? You know that zombie that yes. staggers with the fire? Yeah. Yeah. On two occasions, oh, on the one no. occasion, I, I was, mate, I was on console at the time and I was on world record pace and there was like 100 plus people on the leaderboard. So it wasn't a joke of a little bit, you know, it was a good one, a competitive. Mm. And the zombie didn't go down off the rocket, mate. <laughs> I shot that rocket. I shot that rocket, let me tell you. And nothing happened and he grabbed me. Because I thought... I remember that. With, with the explosion, you think, oh, he's gone. And he didn't. He, he was still there. So I lost the world record on that. And it happened. it's actually oh. happened twice to me. Where the the aim of it just went all over the place. And yeah, that, that zombie caused me havoc. I was going to say, right I bet the end every well. time you go down that corridor now, like you you start sweating. The matter of what kind of run it is, <laughs> looking at that zombie now must be horrible. Yeah, it, it, it's, there's so many stories. I mean, RV1 remake with the, the bomb, ex, bomb explosion where you ca- you miscount your steps. Yeah. You know, we've been on top yeah. tier pace, like, you know, top 10. And that you get, you get blown up. You're like, oh my God. But yeah. yeah. What? Uh, so per- Parole, what's uh, what comes to mind when I say heartbreaking speedrunning story? Oh, it, of course it's going to be on seven. Yeah. Um, it's quite a uh, intense game for my setup to run. Um, I oh, remember no. I'd gotten all the way to the boat with Mia and my whole laptop just crashed. And I was oh. on like minus 30 seconds oh. on a pace for a really good PB. I was gutted. Oh, Killed by yeah, technology. The yep. evil other side of the coin, isn't it? You can watch these people getting ready for like the personal bests and stuff, but when you see something go horribly wrong, like you just want to reach out and hug them or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as long as I suppose enough time passes, we can all do what we've just done and sort of laugh about it, you know. It, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, unless anybody of my uh, my fabulous cohorts anyway have any more questions, I've got one final one. Uh, okay, no, I don't cool. think so. Cool. All right, my final question then uh, is it, quite simple. Is uh, what advice would you give to any listeners out there that are contemplating, you know, potentially giving speed running a go? Any would-be speed runners that are out there, what would you uh, say to them, Matt? Um, look at, obviously, play the game that you're thinking about doing casually. Enjoy the game for what it is first, mm-hmm. rather than just jumping into a speed run. Like, for example, if it's Resident Evil, I can only assume that they've played it plenty of times, so they've right. had all that casual enjoyment from it. But I think just just try and enjoy it. Um, don't try and beat yourself up if it's not working out straight away. Uh, what I'd what I'd what say is check out the leaderboards, check out you know top ten or twenty to see what they kind of do and what the strats are. Start to try and replicate what they do, and then make it your own whilst you go along. Um, and just have fun with it, you know collaborate with other other uh, speedrunners ask them questions um as you said earlier in the in in the in the in the chat um you know every, majority are very forthcoming with their information and uh, you know everyone's happy to beat each other's times but it's it's competitive but it's in a good way mm-hmm. um a lot and um i just yeah just get involved just you know just, it's all about participating 
It's right. not about being the best. Just participate and have fun with it. Yeah, I think what you guys said about sort of like the positive aspects of the community and stuff really do speak for themselves. And I actually would echo that as well as someone who doesn't consider themselves a speedrunner but had a moment of uh, messing around with it, actually. I never really spoke about where that came from, is that it was literally just watching a Let's Play that was really quick. And I was like, I can do that. Uh, so shout out to... Uh, used to be two best friends play back in the day. That channel's not around anymore. But uh, Angriest Pat and Matt McMuscles when they played Resident Evil 2. And I was like, I'm going to watch this because it's my favourite game. And then I looked at it and went, yeah, I could probably do that or better. And that's kind of how it started for me. Um, so yeah, for, you know, play, as you said, play the game you love. Play the game that you love to play. Um, and a game that you have some confidence in. Uh, and yeah, give it some time. Prout, what's your uh, advice to any would-be speedrunners? I would say don't be afraid to reach out to us. You know, if you've got any questions, then reach out. We're all more than happy to to answer, to help, to give strats. You know, we don't bite. I promise, unless you want us to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, watch watch the runs. Make sure right. it's a game that you're not going to be um, bored of get bored of easily mm. um and end up hating because that there's nothing worse than that uh mm. but yeah mainly just reach out and we will all be happy to help awesome well nothing else remains for me but to thank our contributors our patreons and our listeners join the first aid spray discord server to become cards Join the First Aid Spray Discord server to become part of our community and hear the show early and unedited. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. All of these links and all of our content can be found at fasprayedpod.com. You can listen to the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and all other good podcasting apps. And if you like what you hear, please do leave us a review where you can and spread the good word. Don't forget you can support the show by picking up some merch or at patreon.com forward slash fasprayedpod for as little as $1 a month. On our next episode, we dust off our Wiimotes and PlayStation Move controllers as we head into another set of on-rails retreads with our retrospective review of Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles. Thank you to the panel. You can follow all of us individually. I'm at Sinyak underscore one, two, three. Steve was at FB. Steve was taken. Kelsey is at K underscore D underscore B underscore. Peralta is at Peralta is Gaming and Matt is at Matt RPD. And finally, thank you for listening and have a good week. Before I go, I just want to say, because uh, obviously people know uh, like Matt's streams and what he's like on his streams, but I, I didn't realise you were on TikTok, and I was scrolling through TikTok the other day, and the recommended video I got for Matt was him basically deep throat in a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> I and I was just like, yeah, that sounds that's about yeah, that sounds about right. It's f and it TikTok. Me. I only do it there for some hey, we're we're viral is. now, so I'm definitely not saying about it. Honestly, I deleted all my videos, and now I'm trying to start my account back off. It's <laughs> well, well, I enjoyed Obviously, it, so, the uh, there you go. yeah, you're doing. The I mean, right you obviously thing. enjoyed that Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did it. But I, um, one of the people who watch me f***ing brought to me, and I've 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 said many times, they're f***ing awful Twinkies. Right? Me, yeah, that, I'm going now. Shit, Bye. Mate. Now I'm off. They See ya. <laughs> well, uh, Wait, so is hate eating a Twinkie? The, the most overrated American snack of all time has to be f***ing me.
Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you can swear, but it's good. I'm not recording there, am I? I could, I could be, no, no, I could no. be myself now. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm beside myself. I, I need to go and buy some twi Twinkies now and apologise uh, on, on your behalf. Mate, just have a, have a chocolate yeah. clear and treat yourself. You know, if you can have something like that. Don't waste your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right on that uh, bombshell, I'm, I'm going now. <laughs> think, nice. Do you know I'm, what? Uh, I think that's good. probably the outtake at the end of the episode. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Take care, everybody.